Welcome to Making America Strong Again, the only program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Join fellow patriots as we rediscover our past, reignite our future, and celebrate America now. Welcome to Making America Strong Again. This is Steve Olds. It's my privilege to host today's program. And I'd like to welcome our listeners from the iHeart Radio Network around the world, as well as our PatriotPodcast.com listeners. We appreciate you downloading the program and sharing it with those that you know who will be interested in making America strong again. Well, today we're going to continue our leadership series and begin to connect some of the dots that we have expounded on in recent weeks. Let's do a quick leadership look back at some of the topics that we've talked about so that we can begin to put into context our message for today. We've looked at the importance of personal leadership, why it is that an individual must look in the mirror and decide to step up, decide to grow their own personal leadership. We've talked about organizational leadership, whether that's an organization as small as the family unit or as large as a business unit. We've talked about how to apply personal leadership in the role of a mentor so that we can inspire a new generation of leaders. And we've also talked specifically about small business leadership and the importance of those who found small businesses leading in the community, not simply leading their companies, but leading those around them, those that work for them, the families that are involved in their businesses, and opening up conversations so that they can help those in the community that don't quite understand and engage and realize their role as a citizen, we can begin to use our small business environment to help people understand what it means to say that America is a representative republic. Because in fact, each one of us working together as part of the citizenry have something to say about what's going on in our community. And collectively, as communities look to work together around our region, whether that's a county or a parish or perhaps a state, that ultimately the decisions we make in our homes and in our businesses and our communities have an impact on our state. And that ultimately, that overall influence drives the way the nation operates. Because in effect, we are still supposedly a representative republic. Now, we could go down a couple of different tracks that we could candidly spend a lot more time than we have on this show getting into the political discussion about the Constitution, which we celebrated her anniversary last week on September 17th. But today I want to look at it a little bit differently. I want to focus on the importance of grassroots leadership, the importance of each one of us being engaged as a citizen, understanding why it is that one citizen can make a difference. Why is the grassroots leadership so important? Because, ladies and gentlemen, there will come a time when your country needs you to step up and be part of making a tough decision. Last weekend, I was reminded of such a time in America's history when my wife Nancy and I attended a conference in Colonial Williamsburg. If you've never been there, you'll immediately be transported back in time where many of our founding fathers gathered 
and had lively debates on the future of our nation. As a matter of fact, Nancy and I lived there in the early 90s, and we actually went to church at a place called Bruton Parish. Bruton Parish is right in the middle of Colonial Williamsburg on Duke of Gloucester Street. And as you walk down the aisle of the church, which was built as all of them were in that day in the form of the Church of England, you could walk past the different boxes, the place where parishioners knelt and prayed, and on the doors were names of people that used to serve and worship in that church. And in Bruton Parish, you'll go by and recognize several of the names, names like Thomas Jefferson and George Washington. You go into the graveyard around Bruton Parish, and there are names dating back to the 16 and 1700s. So Williamsburg is an amazing place to reconnect with our past. And as you know, in the show opener, we talk about reconnecting with our past, understanding what made America great originally, so that we can pass those experiences to our progeny and make sure that we don't lose the capability that America has built over the last two and a half centuries. Now, if we go back to what happened in Williamsburg, there were a lot of debates going on at the time in the late 1700s. A number of those debates preceded the signing of the Declaration of Independence, where 56 men pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to create a new nation, one they believed could be passed on from generation to generation. If the generations valued what it is, that they valued. And when you look at where we are today in America, there's a lot of questions about the founders. There's a lot of questions about what they really believed in, what they believed did it matter, was it right, was it wrong, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And again, we have to think about that. And it's easy to just change the channel, if you will, and not think about it. It's easier to turn the next football game on. It's easier to just hang out and dive into social media and get caught up in what somebody else had for lunch today. But let me ask you something. How important is the future of America to you and your family? What role do you play in making America strong again? What I'd like to do is review a couple of quick things. (laughs) First of all, here's a question for you. Why are we investing the time and the energy and the resources to produce a radio show we call Making America Strong Again? There's a very simple reason. Because we believe that America is on the brink of some very significant challenges. So we have a choice. We can either step up and begin to engage and advocate for America, or we can just sit on the sidelines, hang out, We can live a good life. We don't have to do this, just like you don't have to do what you're doing. But we choose to invest the time and the effort and the energy to find fellow citizens that believe as we do that America is a great nation. We want to celebrate what's great about our nation and engage an entire generation of people, regardless of their age, in looking forward and understanding the role that we play right now. What I'd like to do is review one of Patriot Mission's founding liberty principles. It's the fifth one. We believe life, liberty, 
and the pursuit of happiness are put at tremendous risk by those who reject capitalism and promote excessive public spending. Well, how's that for a doozy? We could have a long discussion about capitalism. We could have a long conversation about excessive public spending. What's excessive? Who gets to decide that? Those are all important questions. And as a matter of fact, you have a role in that process. You have a role in deciding what's excessive. You have a role of looking at budgets and voting for pieces that you believe are important. It's called operations at the local county community level and at the state level and ultimately in the national level. Right now, we're beginning to have some very heated debates in America about the future as we approach the 2016 elections. So let me ask you this question. Why is excessive public spending a risk? Well, here's the way you have to look at it. There is only X number of dollars available, and those decisions have to be made on how that money is spent. If that money is spent in places that does not serve the needs of the nation, then we have a challenge. What are the consequences for excessive public spending or spending that doesn't meet the need of the nation? What are the needs of the nation? Who decides what they are? Again, we come back to our conversation of a representative republic. So one of the needs, and I think most people would agree, one of the primary requirements of the federal government is to protect the nation. And we're having big discussions right now about what it means to protect the nation, what it means to have a border, what it means to decide how many legal immigrants are allowed in this nation, what defines a legal immigrant, who gets to make the decision. Can the executive make the decision by himself, or is Congress supposed to be involved in the discussion? For our fellow citizens who've never read the Constitution or understand what separation of powers means or understand what the requirements are for Congress— then it's easy to just go back to sleep and roll over and pretend this is beyond the scope of my thinking. I don't have to worry about it. That's what we pay these folks to do. These folks we call public servants, politicians. A lot of people don't want to deal with politics. Have you noticed that? (laughs) They say politics. What's that word mean anyway? Well, a friend of mine out in Arizona once told me, he said, hey, politics is real simple. Poly means many and ticks means blood sucking creatures so who wants to be involved in politics well the reality is that we're all involved the question is how involved are we what's the impact of the work that we do what is political influence and why is it important and i take us back to the conversation about the need for grassroots leadership The need for you and me in our homes, in our communities, in our counties, in our states to understand what's going on here, understand the impact, understand why it is that we have to be involved. And one of the things that we can do is begin to put these in context in history. And I'm going to take you down a little tour when we get back from this upcoming break of what I learned in Colonial Williamsburg. And moreover, what I learned when we took a little field trip from our conference in Colonial Williamsburg and the impact of excessive public spending and what the trade-offs and consequences have been in that environment. And I'm going to take you on a little bit of a experience that may put you in a place that you probably have never been before. As a matter of fact, I can just about guarantee most people listening to this show have never been in the cockpit 
of an F-22 Raptor. And I'm going to help you understand what it's like to be that man or woman who's on the tip of the spear right now, fighting for you and me in a place you can't even imagine. When we get back from the break, we'll drill down and understand what that's all about. Thanks for listening. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. This is Steve Schwartz with pdgo.com. We've been in business for over 15 years and have created over 1,000 websites for clients across the USA and across the world. We help our clients have a custom, affordable website, and we teach them personally how they can very easily update the information on their websites themselves anytime they want to without being a techie. Take a look at pdgo.com and see samples of our work and testimonials that clients have said about our service. pdgo.com. Again, pdgo.com. At SurfPro of Vero Beach, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire, water, or mold damage strikes your home or business, call on SurfPro of Vero Beach at 772-770-0501. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things that matter most are on the line, make sure SurfPro of Vero Beach is too by calling 772-770-0501. That's SurfPro of Vero Beach, helping make fire, water, and mold damage like it never, ever happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Hi, this is Kelly Fisher, a supporter of the Making America Strong Again mission and your local real estate professional here on the Treasure Coast. It has been my honor to serve our community here in Vero Beach since 2003. And with over 1,500 home sales over the past 21 years, it's my hope that you will consider the Kelly Fisher team at Treasure Coast Sotheby's International Realty for all your real estate needs. It's also our desire that every family has a home and every home has a family. And we have partnered with the Homeless Family Center of Vero Beach to work toward that goal. When you buy or sell a home with the Kelly Fisher team, we will make a substantial contribution toward alleviating homelessness in our hometown. To be a part of this great mission, please call us at 772-321-6905. Welcome back to Making America Strong Again, the program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Once again, here's your host, Steve Olds. Well, thanks again for being with us today. We're having a discussion about the impact of excessive public spending and the risk that that has on the future of our nation. How's that for a short topic for a 30-minute program? Well, let's talk about one specific example that I can bring together from the trip that I mentioned at the beginning of the program that Nancy and I took last week to Colonial Williamsburg. The reason we were in Williamsburg, Virginia, was to attend a reunion, and it was a reunion of the military organization that we belonged to in the late 80s and early 90s called the First Fighter Wing. I was an F-15 pilot in the 27th Tactical Fighter Squadron, and at that time, when I first joined the squadron, it was at the end of the Reagan administration, and America had just had an amazing experience. Our military was coming back strong. We, we had been rebuilt, and we were ready to take on any threat. 
And at the late 80s, it was just before the fall of the Berlin Wall and the Soviet Union was in the process of collapsing because the whole policy of peace through strength was right in front of us. Our leaders did not back down from a fight. Our leaders looked at the budgets in the 70s and the 80s and invested the capital so that America could be strong militarily. And there came a time in the fall of 1990, as a matter of fact, it was August 2nd of 1990, when there was an incursion into the path of freedom. And that incursion was Saddam Hussein invading Kuwait. And if you were alive back then in 1990, you can remember the buildup. You can remember the international coalition that came together. You can remember the overwhelming firepower that was brought to the region in the Middle East. And you can also remember the negotiations at the United Nations level with all the different organizations that actually wanted to maintain peace in the region, that wanted Saddam Hussein to back out. Saddam Hussein had every opportunity to back down, but in the end, he decided that he was going to stay put, hold his ground. Well, we all know what happened. And in record time, from the moment Operation Desert Storm began till the end About six weeks later, the world understood what happens when you go up against the American military. It was very clear for anybody to see. We were on top of the world. Fast forward to 2015. One of the opportunities that we had while we were in Williamsburg was to bring a whole team of people together, a team of people that represented the pilots, the operations staff, the maintainers of members of the first fighter wing throughout history all the way back to 1940s during World War II. During our banquet, Sailor, who was the president of the organization, he had each generation stand, beginning with our newest F-22 pilots and maintainers. As we got to the 1940s, there were a handful of of men still alive who were at that reunion, several of them in wheelchairs with their families there to help them stand and be recognized for what they did to save the world. Those men understood very clearly what the founders meant. They put their life, their fortune, and their sacred honor at risk. And we won. And they brought that spirit home, that warrior spirit, and they passed it down through the generations. They passed it to the generation that I was privileged to serve with. And that continued to flow through. And right now I can tell you that the men and women who are serving on the front lines of that fighter wing in Virginia, and I will also say the other organizations in the Army, the Navy, the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, all over our military organization are amazing people because they volunteered to serve. But the question is, what have we done as citizens to equip them and prepare them for service? Let me ask you this question. When's the last time on television, in the mainstream media, on social media, you've seen information about what's going on in Syria and Iraq? What have you heard Have you heard about the F-22s? 
Or have you heard that there's some pinprick strikes over there and everybody's concerned about the geopolitical impact? Have you also heard that Russia is now setting up a base with Su-27 flankers, bringing in tanks, bringing in a lot of people? Why are they doing that? Well, one of the reasons is that we are in a position of increased risk because those in our government and our driver, which is the citizenry, allowed this to happen. We made decisions about where we were going to spend money over the last 20 and 30 years. And what was the result of that? Now, if you're not in the uh, business of paying attention to what's happening in the military, you might not know that originally the Air Force was supposed to buy over 750 F-22 Raptors to replace one for one the number of F-15s that were going out of service. One of the reasons that we could do such a great job in air-to-air combat and knock down everything that flew from the Iraqi Air Force was because the F-15 reigned supreme, along with all the other aircraft that were designed for particular roles. Right now, we only have 120 operational F-22s, not the 780 we were supposed to. And that blows my mind. We allowed that to happen. So now we have men and women on the tip of the spear operating in places we don't even know. We never hear about it. We don't know what they're doing other than the fact that they are doing everything they possibly can with an incredibly limited support opportunity. In other words, they don't have the equipment that they should have had, and we allowed that to happen. And now it's too late. That production line is closed down. We can't go back and kick it up. But what we can do is pay attention to what is happening to those warriors, what they're doing in Syria, what they're doing in Iraq, what they're doing at the call of the government to support liberty and freedom. What can we do about it right now? Well, one of the things we can do, if you ever thought about looking up organizations and following and tracking what they're doing, go look up the first fighter wing. Go find out what those folks are doing in Syria. Go find out what they're doing. Obviously, you're not going to learn a lot of the the technical details, but you can understand and share the word about what these what these warriors are up to. What was really frustrating about meeting a number of these men and women is looking at them and realizing, man, these kids are young. That used to be me. They look like they're in high school. They're in their mid-20s and they're flying the most sophisticated airplane the world has ever seen. Except right now, because of the decisions we have allowed to happen, Now, the challenge that they face is even greater because other countries, China and Russia, are not slowing down. They want to take us out. Now, there's a lot of political conversation that has to be had. But one thing's for sure. When Americans and the grassroots understand what's happening in our world, we can get in the game. Patriot Mission doesn't take political sides. We advocate for America. We advocate for the grassroots of America to get engaged and pay attention to what's going on. Because right now, this is on us, ladies and gentlemen. It's on us to get our act together and pay attention to the decisions that are being made right now in Washington. The political decisions, I don't really care whether you're interested or not. You need to get in the game. You need to find out what's happening in the world. You need to stand up. You need to make sure programs like the F-35 that are on the same chopping block that the F-22 is, a lot of people would prefer that it go away too. How in the world do we possibly defend our interests and equip those volunteer men and women to serve us if they're not equipped? 
And then personally, I'd ask you to pray for these folks. Pray for those men and women in the 27th and the 94th Fighter Squadrons who are out on the tip of the spear. Pray for the people in the 71st Flying Training Squadron who are supporting those folks at Langley, Virginia. Stand up and be part of that group that is dedicated to making America strong again. We can do that, and we can do it right now, and we can be the support network they need to do their mission. Thanks for being here today. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. 